Welcome to Inside the Upside Down on the Mike Ricksecker audio journey on MikeRicksecker.com. Welcome to Inside the Upside Down, and it looks like uh, Sean is having a frontier moment. <laughs> Crap. Right as we're going live. So thank all of you who are sticking around from the Edge of the Rabbit Hole episode that we just had with Andrea Perrin. Uh, absolutely great time. And if you have, of course, if you haven't yet subscribed, please go ahead and do so. Click that subscribe button and the little bell icon that is next to it. You'll get notified of all of our uh, live streams, all of our uploads, the videos that we put out, a lot of great stuff. We even have Throwback Thursdays and all kinds of uh, great things out here. So um, tonight we are going to be talking about fairies since we've had some interesting interactions. And Shauna... Um, can you hear me? I guess is probably a good question right now. Yeah, so far. Okay, well, I can hear you pretty well. It's just, it, it's a little scratchy, and the image is coming in fuzzy. So we'll have to deal with it and just blame it on Frontier. And yes, I took yeah. off the overshirt because I was freaking hot. <laughs> Hold on. Frontier and I are going to have some problems, I think. Yep. And it was just fine, like... Two seconds, what, after we went live, I think? You were, like, in the background, and then you were like, crap. So, Shauna's going to work on that. <laughs> so, um, fairies, you know, I forgot to grab the book over there. I have to grab it a little bit here. Um, so, we've had some uh, interesting interactions with entities in our investigations that we may believe are fairies because of the way that they have interacted with us, uh, the way we have perceived them, and a little different than the whole folklore, legend sort of thing. Um, Betty saying that uh, her dad's taught her to see the fae. That's pretty cool. Um, and uh, Donald Gorton says, per Diane Hilbert, seating is out for Paracon, and you're next to Andrea in the big white tent. Awesome. Well, that's what Ken had told me he was going to do, so I was like, yeah, he better have. <laughs> All right. Very cool. So, and that's in just a few weeks. So, you think you're good, Shama? Possibly. Okay. So, with you, with you, it's been the twinkles. And with me, it's been the incident on the Goldenrod showboat. So we didn't really have like any time whatsoever beforehand to really discuss our strategy of how uh, we're going to uh, discuss all this. So which would you like to talk about first, the Twinkles or the whole um, Goldenrod incident? Oh, that looks better. Better? Yeah. Yeah, suddenly better. Okay. I'm not even going to try to understand Frontier. Nope. And it's fuckery. I have no idea. Yeah, Sean Oldsmith uh, is asking, what do fairies look like? And so that's kind of a great question. I think they look like how they want you to see them. Okay. I don't think they look like, you know, it's it's hard to say, you know, because, you know, finding a current account, 
you know, that isn't based on folklore or, you know, stuff like that is hard. Right. You know, and then, you know, then there's the obstacle of, is this person tripping on acid or do they legitimately see, you know, (laughs) it's. Well, maybe, maybe let's start with the, with the goldenrod incident and we'll just, we'll just see how it plays out. So I think the twinkles, didn't we, before we saw the big yellow. True enough. You know, we, we can I, start with that. We, yeah, we randomly started seeing the little twinkles first. Yeah, those little twinkles, uh, you started seeing them in the back of the showroom. And so we're talking, you know, let me pop up on the, there's the golden rod. So we're talking about the golden rod showboat. And in the back of the showroom, off to the right-hand side, as we were standing on the stage, Shauna was seeing these little twinkles back there. And then I remember that big one, like right next to the camera. Unfortunately, yeah. not in front of it, but like right next to the camera because we had a tripod set up, pointed up at us as we were investigating because, you know, we're filming for our investigations, of course. And there was that one that was right next to the camera. It's like, crap. Uh, we didn't catch it. But that kept happening more and more often. Yeah, and it's, it's funny because um, only recently... Have I started kind of picking up, you know, on a little bit of a different kind of energy before it happens, like the other night, mm-hmm. which I will get into later. But okay. um, it's just been, you know, you just, if you blink, you miss them. I mean, you know, other than the yellow ball incident, um, you know, if, if you blink, you miss it. Yeah. And I mean, it just... I've never, only since starting to go on the Goldenrod is the first place that I've ever seen those, or that I've actually noticed them. Could be that they've been around, and I've just been, you know, watching for signs of other things, and it just, maybe I just filtered it out. So why did it choose the Goldenrod, you know, to bring that out? Which has always been a kind of a question that I've always wondered about. Right. And, uh, you know, Betty is saying, you know, you, you may not see them, but they'll play with you, which I would, I would agree with. And Sean Oldsmith is asking, are fairies elementals? So I don't believe so. I believe that they are their own entities. Uh, bear with me like a second. Cause I, I have, it's, it's driving me nuts that it's sitting over there and I'll explain where I'm going with it. Okay. Sorry, a little unorthodox, I know. We get up right in the middle of the show. Oh, I'm gonna go grab something. Yeah, I get it. So Shauna mentioned it uh a, a minute ago about the you know, legend and folklore and all that. So, and I'm not knocking any specific book, but like books like this drive me nuts because it, you know, it is trying to, you know, give you some sort of like, it's an all inclusive, whatever, you know, about fairies. And it, it maps out this like social structure and, and, you know, classifies all this stuff. And it's like, 
okay, this is interesting, but who's the fairy that you sat down with and asked, what's your social structure? How, what's your hierarchy uh, you know, put together like? So it's, while I believe that there is a grain of truth in all legends and folklore, um, to actually put together a compendium like that to say, this is the way they are, I, I have a very, very hard time with that. Um, so, that said, <laughs> um, because I'm about to do something similar to shadow people, so I have a hard time saying that. Um, of course, I'll have a whole caveat at the very beginning to explain why I'm putting it together the way I am, but... Um, yeah, so I think you have to be very, very careful with the material that you read and what you're researching when it comes to kind of quote-unquote mythical creatures like this. Because um, I think if you go down a tangent too far, you're going to get misinformed. And so the things that we've seen, which we believe may be fairies, we don't know for certain if, if they are or not. Sean has been seeing these twinkles for a while. I've seen some of them. Um, I'm going to show you a little uh, video clip of one uh, here soon. Um, it may not be a fairy. And the story that I'm going to tell later about our the experience with the gold rod with the yellow light, that may not be a fairy either. We just kind of, that was kind of our first inkling that was kind of our first reaction like oh this might be actually be a fairy so which do we want to tackle first shana we have options here so we go twinkle we could go goldenrod showboat we could actually go into uh some of the legend and folklore and kind of debunk some of that what do you think I mean, let's just as as in the words of the Mad Hatter, let's start at the beginning. And when you get to the there end... There we go. Okay. Start at the beginning. At the tea party. Yep. So, let's, let's go and uh, we'll talk about fairy rings in the nature. So, um, and that's where I had the Ocean State Paracon <laughs> thing. <laughs> so, we'll click off of that. And, okay, so fairy rings. This is kind of... You know, where a lot of the different legends of folklore come out of. Like, oh, we have a circle of mushrooms, and so therefore it's, you know, it's a fairy ring. And, you know, there's a lot of interesting Irish legends about fairy rings and ring forts as well. So, you know, here's an example of a ring fort. And so a lot of these legends of, you know, little people have come about. And they're not just, you know, Tinkerbell flying around. You know, there's a lot of, um, according to the lore, there's there's some, you know, nasty ones as well. So, but, you know, people back in the day didn't understand some of these different things where, you know, like with a, with a fairy ring with the mushrooms, you know, this is actually something that is very natural with how mushrooms actually grow. Um, it, it might be hard to perceive it but you can look at mushrooms as the fruit of the actual organism that is producing this so underneath all of this that is creating this ring is uh the mycelium and so this is actually under the ground and 
it produces the uh, the mushroom. So it's go, you know, it's branching out, you know, looking for nutrients. It doesn't go back into the middle because it doesn't have any nutrients there. So it branches out and moves forward. And so above ground, when it starts producing its fruit, for lack of a better term, that's what comes out of the ground. Uh, are the other mushrooms? So. You know, back in the day, they came up with all kinds of ideas about, you know, these are supposed to be, uh, you know, fairy rings. And, and fairies are supposed to um, use these for, you know, they're different. Mean, there's a lot of different legends, you know, whether they're using them for portals or uh, they're using it for uh, power, you know, different things like that. So, and uh, Sean Gilmore saying like ringworm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> kind of like that. So, um, and Tim is saying fairy rings are just fungi decomposing matter. Yeah, I mean, well, they're basically living in the ground. There's different conditions um, of the uh, the ground or the matter that they're uh, they used to feed on. So, you know, it's it's a very natural um, thing. You know, the ring forts themselves. You know, such as this. I mean, these were actually these are actually ruins. You know, these are historic ruins of forts. You know, that are that are out there throughout the land. You know, and you can see here's the wall. Uh, of one of them so a uh, historic conceptual drawing we'll just throw out throw this out there you know this is kind of what the idea was that the the rings were concentric circles you know used as a you know as a as protection uh, you know hundreds of years ago and you know you'd have your homes uh, within the ring and you know the the rings would be a protection but of course, over time, as people moved out into, you know, villages and towns and cities and all that, these these forts fell to ruin and, you know, became buried. You know, trees grew up out of them, um, you know, because they had, you know, some natural ways for water to get in there. And so, you know, the plant life would grow and it would look like these rings. And so then, you know, the... Uh, the villagers would, of course, start creating the different fairy stories and lore surrounding the uh, the ring forts. And in fact, uh, one of those people who actually lived <clears throat> in a house within <laughs> one of these ring forts was uh, Michael Cleary and his wife Bridget. Now. Some of you may be familiar with uh, Michael Cleary. We just did, it's kind of funny, we just did, a, or not funny, but ironic, you know, we did just did the Jump Rope song with uh, Lizzie Borden. Well, you know, there's one for Michael Cleary. You know, are you a witch, or are you a fairy, or are you the wife of Michael Cleary? And so, this is another one of those tragedies, tragic murders, back in the uh, late 1800s, where... Michael was positive that his sick wife had been taken over taken over by a fairy changeling. And, you know, there's, of course, all sorts of different rules associated with, you know, there's a whole nine-day cycle and different things you're supposed to look for. And he was just dead set that she was a, uh, a changeling, did not believe that it was actually his wife that was there with him and in front of everybody essentially it murdered her um the the final act was a burning um it, 
difficult to know whether or not she was actually dead before he burned her or not. Um, they never made a, a, a final determination on that. Some believe that he he beat her first and then set her on fire. So, yeah, it, it, a, a tragic uh, incident there based on fairy lore. And again, the changelings were ones that were not nice fairies, not Tinkerbell type, you know, fairies. But, you know, they came in the night and replaced you um, and took the real person to the fairy realm. And, you know, that's not the only tragedy that happens. One of the most notable ones. Um, but, um, yeah, very, very sad. So, I know there are a couple questions that were thrown up in here. So, per Betty, are fairies perceivable by our logic? Um, trying to, under perceivable by our logic. So, what do you think she's asking so are we perceiving them based on like our deductions like michael perceived his wife as being a fairy based on his logic of what he knew of fairy lore and applied it to her what do you think shauna i have i have i have no idea I mean, yeah, okay. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I was blank for a minute. Not um, a problem. Not a problem. It's been, it's been it's, a long it's day. Hot, it's hot yeah. in here. I have my air off and it's hot in here. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's just, you know, he, he, he perceived her as being a fairy by, apply, by applying his logic of what he thought he knew of fairies to her. So, um, I, th I think that's what Betty meant in any case. So, yeah, you know, it, it's it, it's hard to really know specifically what a fairy is or isn't because you are strapped down by all of this legend and lore, which, again, I, I think there's some truth in it somewhere. Um, but I think because it's become, become so overwhelmed with that and you end up with, you know, books that are just inundated with with all of that. I mean, it's it's interesting. I, I'm I'm not knocking the the legend and lore. I mean, I I love legend and lore and and all that stuff. Um, but I have a hard time when when people are saying, no, this is exactly what they are. It's like that's it's just not the case, you know. Um, you know, I I think we need to you know, keep an open mind and keep digging i mean shauna when we saw these different things our reaction well yeah we looked at the books and we're like okay is there anything in there that describes what we saw and we had a hard time finding them we were finding things in there on okay on sprites on brownies you know we're looking at their descriptions well it's not exactly what we saw they threw in mermaids in there which kind of had me scratching my head like oh, mermaids <laughs> a fairy you know um so we threw out the question, okay, have have other people seen this? You know? So, um, oh, Donna's saying, I think she meant if we are capable of fully perceiving and understanding them. Oh. <laughs> well, that's almost like anything here when we're dealing with the supernatural. So, like, 
some people see apparitions some people don't um i've seen a couple but i mostly see shadows where other people see more apparitions than shadows you know as far as that's concerned go ahead shauna oh i was gonna say that would be me yeah shadows too but i see more actual people than shadows right so i think on that note i think that's more of a vibrational thing um where you're you see things that are vibrating on a similar frequency to you and so you know well okay we all see the physical you know that that kind of thing you didn't even see the knock. There we go. <laughs> um, as far as like the spiritual realm, I, th I think we see the things that we have a similar uh, vibration to, which I don't know what that means if I'm seeing more shadows and dark type stuff. <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it, different people see different things. As far as fairies, that could also be... Um, well, let's talk about some of the different things we've seen, Shauna. So, the twinkles. The twinkles. Um, we'll start there because that was kind of the first thing that we saw in there. And I'm going to toss up a, uh, a quick video on that. This is... Uh, Shauna, you're not going to hear it. Come on up and introduce yourselves. Come on up and introduce yourselves. So it was real quick. I, I put the arrow on there to kind of show it real quick. I'll, I'll run it one more time. Come on up and introduce yourselves. Come on up and introduce yourselves. Okay. I mean, that that view, it really doesn't do it justice. It doesn't. It's kind of like the, the, the best that we had, though, of anything that we captured with a, with a twinkle in it. Because really, to describe it, it looks like a little star. Yeah, and just real quick, it blinks. Yeah, just it just blinks real quick and like gone. Right, and there's been like the one night on the boat where I went upstairs by myself, which I never do, but I did it anyway. <laughs> and I saw um, a shadow, pretty good sized shadow, walk through that one doorway that goes into Charlie's room that I hate. Yeah, that room. Um, and then two of the twinkles were following single file behind the shadow so i like this from dawn i have to mention this it's kind of back to what we were talking about uh before uh so dawn says there are so many things that we don't see that are so uh there's so many things we don't see that are there so dismissing something because you haven't seen it is like dismissing falling in love because you can't see that i like that So, yeah, I like that. Yeah, I had to throw that out there. So back to your twinkle. I'm sorry, but no, I like that. Yeah. Um, you know, so I kind of wondered, <clears throat> you know, before the yellow ball incident, because all that happened before, and I yeah. it didn't even occur to think of it being um, a fairy. It just where it looked like it was. It seemed to be aware of the one one the one behind seemed to be aware of the one in front of it, and they both seemed to be aware of the shadow that was leading the way um you know otherwise you know maybe they would have you know one went through the other or something like that um there was no noise none of it ever made a sound 
um, I didn't have any heads up. I just got to the top of the stairs, and that's what I saw. I mean, there was no change in energy or anything at that point. And there usually isn't mm -hmm. until recently. Um, you know, now, Adam Tillery, I don't know if he's watching or not, but he may be our next piece of the... <laughs> puzzle so we're waiting patiently on that well um, i got to see that footage and he and i chatted a bit about it and it's it's a tough call on that one whether it was a quick flick of somebody's flashlight that may have picked that up on the fleer but he he was seeing stuff with his own eyes and so were other people so what they were seeing with their eyes um it sounds like it may have been different than what the FLIR picked up. The FLIR may have just been picking up a flashlight, but they were actually seeing the twinkle with their eyes. So it's it's well, a tough call on the footage. The one, at one point, um, whenever he was facing the same way that I saw, because I had seen it and then it moved, the twinkle, mm -hmm. it moved. And there um, is, uh, real quick, there is a fairy emissary down in Periscope that is saying uh, they've also seen uh, different twinkles. So, interesting. Cool. Cool. Yeah, there's, you know, and, and when it moves from one spot to the other, it's kind of like um, there is a fly in here, and I'm <laughs> going to kill it. Shoe fly don't I bother me. I'm going to kill it. It's and Adam is watching. All right. Three. All right, buddy. Hi. Um, yeah, I mean, whenever it moves, I say it moves, it's like a lightning bug. Like, it'll shine... And then you won't see it again until it shines somewhere else. There's like no trail or there's no nothing, you know. Um, and I just assumed it was just something else, you know, paranormal, you know, spirit related to say, you know, like I said, that it might be a fairy never even, you know, crossed my mind. It wasn't until, you know, the yellow ball incident, which you saw it as something else before I saw it. And so... Um, yeah, we'll talk I about saw, that in a minute. Yeah, yeah. So that, if I would have seen, you know, all that, you know, that would have, you know, immediately, that would have been the first thing I thought yeah. of. Um, <clears throat> a couple other things, real quick. Uh, your sister is letting you know that Kaylee is watching. Hi, Kaylee. <laughs> I love you. So, uh, fairy emissary is saying that uh, they've also seen their embodied forms. So that's interesting. Uh, very, very cool. So please describe. <laughs> Love to hear about that. And then Sean, uh, no, this is uh, not from Sean. It's from Zippy. Okay. From Zippy Davis, are fairies considered cryptids? Uh, that's a good question. <clears throat> if they are uh, considered cryptids or not. So like when I think of, uh, when I think of cryptids, Bigfoot, Chupacabra, stuff like that. So those are, you know, physical creatures on Earth, maybe very archaic in nature, uh, maybe from an older, you know, like Loch Ness Monster, you know, maybe from an older period of time in the world, but still, you know, kind of a flesh and blood creature where fairies might be flesh and blood. But I think fairies are more on the spiritual realm, not like a ghost, but another type of supernatural spirit entity. What do you think, Shauna? Yeah, I I think they're I mean, it's just it's similar, I think, to, you know, if the spirits are able to 
some were able to interact with, some were not able to. You know, like all these years, I never seen you know anything even remotely similar to this. Now all of a sudden, I am. I think it's, you know, I think it's like a different, a different, um, a different realm, a different place, but that is still able to interact. You know, with ours too. I think it's probably stronger in some places than others. Um, like I think probably you know overseas there in Ireland and stuff like that, where a lot of it seemed to start. Um, I think it's probably more, I, I wouldn't mind um, exploring it over there. I have a feeling it's going to be more, it's going to be more stronger. It's going to be stronger over there. Yeah. Um, so, Pungai Fungai is asking the Firefly question. Definitely was not Firefly. Um, no, I know what those are. Yeah, yeah. You can I, I know what those are. Yeah, you can definitely tell what a Firefly is. And it wasn't Firefly season is another thing especially with the yellow ball of light and all that that we saw oh for sure yeah yeah well let's get to that story uh real quick and then we we'll just open discussion from there so ah, this is a real crazy story so (laughs) this was uh just after our ghost of the goldenrod event uh, which was the Saturday after Thanksgiving, like a year and a half ago. And it was cold. Oh, my God. <laughs> so you want to talk about <laughs> definitely not Firefly weather. Uh, long after the season was done. Yeah. And it was Bundled like... Bundled up in half. Yeah. And it, scarves and yeah, layers. Yeah. 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 It was like 30 degrees there. So we're freezing our asses off. <laughs> and it was just me, Shauna, and her friend Tara that were left after this event. And we're just sitting in the showroom, just kind of shooting the shit, um, discussing a lot of different things. Yes, we were talking about some, you know, paranormal, supernatural stuff. You know, we're talking some music and things like that, too. Um, so you have here's the situation. So the Goldenrod, they had just boarded the whole thing up for the winter. So all the you know windows were boarded up with plywood and all of that stuff. So no way for an outside uh, outside light source to get in. Uh, the only light source that we had at the time was a flashlight that I had resting on the floor, shooting up through the showroom out into the lobby area. Shauna and Tara were sitting on the ground. I was standing as we're just all talking, and we're just you know sometimes we're noticing some things out in the lobby area while we're sitting there talking and all that stuff. So the first time I saw something a little bit unusual, it was actually first translucent ball of light that I saw kind of diagonally, just kind of whooshed down between Tara and Shauna. And I said something about it just real quick. I was like, uh, that was kind of weird. I thought I saw, and I was like, but I kind of just, Dismisses like yeah, it was probably nothing. Just probably trick my eyes. I, I quickly mentioned something. So I then, uh, a couple minutes later, noticed next to Shauna, it was she's sitting there, and it was kind of like on this side of her. I'm standing here, and of course she's looking at Tara, and they're talking back and forth. I had not kicked. My light, my flashlight, everything like that, it was still shooting out toward the lobby area. But yet, next to Shauna on the floor, 
was it was about three inches long. It was a bar of light that just emerged there out of nowhere. You know, it had a beginning and an end, bar of light like that. May have been like slightly V-shaped, hard to tell. Um, I went around to get a closer look because where the hell is this coming from? So I start like moving my hands around trying to break this bar of light because I'm thinking, okay, there's got to be some light coming in from somewhere to make this. Where the hell is it coming from? So I'm moving my hands around. They're looking up at me like, the hell is he doing? You know? <laughs> so it start the bar of light on the ground starts to waver and then it's gone. You know, and the whole time, for whatever reason, I didn't really say anything. I was just over there busily trying to break the what I thought was a beam of light. And it wasn't because there's no beam to be broken. Um, I didn't have a video camera or anything at the ready because we had been filming all night. So batteries were dead. And so I described to them what I saw. Of course, they didn't see it because they were looking at each other talking and looking up at me like, what the hell is he doing? So... <laughs> Sean is laughing about it, but it's true. So while I'm, I'm telling them this, I saw that translucent yellow bar of light again just whoosh around Shauna. Of course, again, they didn't see it because they're looking up at me as I'm describing what I had just seen. So like, there it goes around Shauna. They're like, didn't see it. Okay, they're thinking I'm crazy here. <laughs> but then it was in the air, and then they started to see it. And it was all over the showroom, back and forth, back and forth. And so it was fast. It was fast. It was really fast. And so all we have for any sort of quote unquote evidence is an audio clip. Um, I do have a bit of that clip here that I'll share. And like I said, it's it's about four minutes long. So I'm not going to play that whole thing, but I'll give you a few seconds of it here. And then we'll we'll discuss. So let's go back into the golden round that's the twinkle we don't want the twinkle we want the i didn't add it so let's go ahead and add that <laughs> oh okay so that's fine let's browse for it sorry about that i guess i was not completely prepared fairies there's fairy audio clip open. oh and here we go it's over there yeah, you saw that too? Okay, cool. Because I was like, mm, it's not so It was a, it was, if it was a twinkle, it was a big one. Yeah. Yeah, it was almost like a ray of light. Yeah. You guys so are picking up the pace. What is going on? Where are you? I mean, that, that was a pretty good size. That one was in the air. Here. Pretty good size here. of orb. <laughs> like it was round. Okay. And thank you for the heartstone on Periscope. Appreciate that. So that's a little you know, sample of us just kind of talking back and forth as we're watching it, you know, fly around. And it was, like you said, Shauna, it was fast. Yeah, I mean, at sometimes, you know, it, it, it was, a, it kind of slowed down there for a little bit, you know, whenever it first made its upward, you know, and it kind of stopped, but then it like flew, like pushed in and it went out and then it, and then it was back, oh, there it is again, you know. And I mean, it was literally the size. Now it wasn't like a super bright, like neon. It was translucent. Oh, yeah. It was translucent, but it was about at least the size of a baseball. Yeah, yeah, definitely baseball size. No. Yep. Yeah, it was at least somewhere between a baseball and a softball size. It was big. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's no mistaking what it was. And you yeah, know, the as far as the ball that, of light. 
you know, the thing that, you know, the reason, you know, that it was possibly a fairy or some type of sprite, some something, you know, and not a, a spirit, you know, to me is because it changed shapes. Yeah. I mean, it kind of, you know, he saw it, you know, like a V-shape and then a bar and then it was the ball. And then we saw it as, you know, that and just the way that it kind of shimmered up, you know, he said it was just yeah. there and it kind of wavered a little bit and then it took off. I mean, I've seen, you know, the twinkles. I've seen, you know, shadows. I've seen apparitions. I've seen um, orbs in real time, you know, giving off their own source of light, moving around. Um, I've never seen anything like that. Yeah. It, last we saw it, or last I saw it, I don't know if you guys actually saw it, and whooshed down between you and Tara and out into the showroom. Um, but, yeah, like you were saying, I mean, the... The reason why, you know, I thought it was a fairy, you know, that's the first thing that came to my mind, is because of those different interactions that it had. I mean, it seemed to me, if you piece it together, okay, the first time I saw it, you know, it it kind of swooped down from somewhere up there to between you and Tara. And then I'm seeing this bar of light on the ground, like I said, slightly V-shaped, and then it wavered. I could not break any sort of beam of light, so the light source must have been coming from down there. And so thinking about it, it's like, wait a second here. If the source of light is coming from down there, and that bar of light was actually slightly V-shaped, so was this actually an extremely t uh, small, it had to be tiny entity being standing there on the floor next to Shauna with its own light short source shooting out the back of it the wavering to me would be like wings as it's like taking off or you know forming into the ball and then boom we have a ball again whooshing around Shauna and up through the air so that's why I thought fairy you know we we've only you know just whatever we Tinkerbell is the most popular one, you know, I yeah. mean, it kind of, you know, you know, hearing your description of it, you know, at first, you know, kind of reminded me of that, you know, so why wouldn't we think it would be something like that? Right. All right. We have a bunch of questions in the chat, so we'll try to get to some of these. Um, we weren't ignoring you. We we're just trying to get the uh, the story told without uh, without interruption. So, uh, from Sean, are fairies and shadow people the same? No. No, they, they're two different, to totally different entities. Both on the supernatural realm, um, but that would be like saying a dog and a cat are the same just because they're on Earth with, you know, four legs each. You know, they're, they're completely different animals. Um, so, uh, from Kaylee. Can you see more fairies during storms or tornadoes? Interesting question. I love storms and tornadoes. <laughs> yeah, um, it's, I, I will say, um, like the twinkles that we see, you know, I've seen them in, you know, regular, just a normal day, evening. And that's another thing. I've seen them during the day. I've seen them at night. So the time of day doesn't seem to matter. Um, but we've seen them when it was storming outside mm -hmm. too you know so i don't know you know if the weather and then i thought maybe we were seeing it because it was by the water yeah you know we've you know mineral springs we've seen them in there and it's close to the river but we've seen them in vandalia and that's not 
close to rivers, so. Actually, it is. Oh, oh, it is. It is. <laughs> it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, is there was a, it was close. So, you know, does it being near water, you know, make a difference? Um, I have no idea. You know, um, the whenever I showed Kaylee my, you know, funnel cloud picture from the boat, um, we weren't. I wasn't seeing those yet. Yeah. You know, I hadn't been. I hadn't been made aware. You know, yet of their existence anyway hadn't seen them in real time yet so yeah. um oh, but i mean you are right i mean we see we see uh, paranormal activity supernatural entities in, in a lot of different situations i i do think that water helps in that of course of being a you know conductor of that type of energy um as far as storms i don't i don't think we ever thought about this but it dawned on me when I was putting together our 500th uh, episode and doing the whole compilation of all the different um, videos, well, you know, not all of them, but <laughs> a majority of them, or at least a good amount. Um, that day, that night that we caught the shadow person in the school, and it was actually the same night that we caught that apparent apparition down at the bottom of the stairs in an earlier clip there was thunder so it was storming that and i think we totally forgot about that when we started that investigation it was storming because there's thunder throughout for a while and then it kind of subsided so um there was a lot to be said for storms charging the atmosphere and i've seen I don't know how many investigations. Like, I mean, there was one I went on years ago at the 101 Ranch, um, and there's nothing, not a thing going on. We took a break, went out to go get a, a bite to eat up the road, and while we were out, massive storm blew through. We went back, and we just had, like, you know, activity off the chart. Yeah, when yeah. that was another one we were seeing uh, coming up from uh, the river. Uh, Andrew Cox, you would be familiar with the area um, since you're familiar with Ponca City. The uh, the river over there, we were hearing the beating of drums, like Native American drums coming up from there, and we were seeing balls of light up in the trees, the the tree line over there by the by the river, just dancing around like crazy. So, I think storms aid. Uh, in, in charging the energy so things can manifest a little bit better. Totally believe that. Yeah. Had some, you know, amazing experiences without storms, but with storms, it just really seems to give a little extra, you know, energy to the air. So, um, you know, you can feel it as a human, you know. So if you're, you know, um, a spirit or any other type of, uh, supernatural being your energy, you mm -hmm. know, your across to us as energy. So it would make sense that other energy would would help with that. Yeah. Um, this is from Donna Gorton for. Um, oh, that actually the one down there is for you specifically. But this is from Donna Gorton. Um, do you think that the more you become open, that's what's behind seeing them? Did we lose Shauna? The frontier crap out on us. Damn it. Oh. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> did you yeah, did you catch the question or did it break up on you? It I caught like the first half and then it broke up a lot. So. Okay. 
Uh, this is from Donna Gorton. Do you think the more you become open, that's what's behind seeing them? I believe that. Yeah. I think it's a mix of them allowing you. You know, I, I think I think it's um, like the more that you get to know. Like if you go back, like if we go back to places repeatedly, and you develop a, some type of relationship, and they, you know, they're still people. You know, so they're not going to just, you're not going to, you know, tell your deep, dark secrets or let people, you know, into your life unless you're comfortable with them. So I think that, you know, that plays a part in it, too. Um, but I think once you've started experiencing things, you know, uh, your filter gradually just start, you know, allowing more stuff in. So, you know, fear of the unknown, I think, keeps some people from seeing it because they're like, you know, no, you know, whether they were programmed to believe, no, this doesn't exist, or they're just, um, or whether they're just afraid, you know, small yeah. bit of fear. Uh, I think that, that that filters a lot of it. Yeah, we were just talking about fear on our uh, Edge of the Rabbit Hole show with Andrea Perrin, so yeah. Um, this is the one specifically for you. This is from Kathy Siliento. To Shauna, did you feel an energy change or shift when you saw the twinkle? No, that's the thing. They were always just a big surprise, you know. It was just like, oh, I think I saw that, you know. And there have been times when after I had seen it, you know, I'd really, knowing that I was eventually going to see it again, you know, start being a little more aware, you know, of... Um, internally what was going on did i have a heads up and i just missed it because something else was going on and up until just recently i did not there was no heads up like they were just there just like you know what the first one what the little yellow the bar the beat the ball i didn't feel not one thing and it was like right next to me how would i miss that right you know um <clears throat> but i didn't feel anything and but just recently i had an experience and i felt that one so um, you want to talk a little bit about that? Would be, yeah, um, and I was outside, um, and it was quite a bit bigger than the regular twinkles that we had been seeing. I mean, you know, like you look up and you look up at the sky and you see, you know, to scale how big a star is, you know, when it twinkles, and it's kind of like that, just down lower. It's it's small. They're not that big, you know. Um, but this one, it wasn't yellow, but it wasn't white either, but it was about the size of a golf ball. Um, and it was, it got pretty close, actually. It kind of, like, startled me for a minute. Um, but I kind of felt, you know, like a little tingle, a buzz of something, you know, before I saw it, you know. And then I jumped, and then I apologized, <laughs> you know, because I was like, Oh, you know, and then, oh, I'm sorry for jumping, you know, please come back. Right. You know, come back. And, um, and it was bright, too. I mean, um, it, it was not translucent. Like, I could not see it. Like, it was this little bright ball, you know. Well, yeah, um, the, the twinkles in, like, the yellow ball of light that we saw have been different in that, where, yeah, the you, you could not see through those twinkles. I mean, they're they're fast, but they're not translucent at all. Right. And and then when I asked, you know, I started talking. Thankfully, I was by myself, you know. <laughs> uh, so none, no kids, you know, around seeing me act like a weirdo and talking to whatever that, you know, they whether they could see it or not. Um, there's a crazy lady talking to herself again. <laughs> right. 
Um, but then when I, it did come back, but it was about, you know, a foot or so, a couple feet further away, you know, um, <clears throat> maybe to give me space, maybe to, you know, because it didn't want me to like jump and land on it. I mean, cause I jumped, I, I was not <laughs> expecting. Right. Uh -oh. and boom we lost you there for a moment shocker yep you're back like i said frontier trucks have been out all day today they're screwing around with like something a couple of them yeah hopefully they're laying that line for us to go directly to the new place you're like, oh, yeah. they may have seen, because, you know, I, I put in that order last week. They may have seen your, oh, shit, Mike Ricksecker is going to come to town. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> my dad's, my dad used to work for, um, he retired before they became Frontier. But he used to work for the company before it, you know, changed names. And yeah. he said 30 years ago, the hardware was crap. And yeah. they haven't changed the hardware. <laughs> and they haven't changed it. They've upgraded system apps, whatever, but then they haven't, you know, upgraded the part that needs it the most yeah. to support all these new updates yeah. that are so wonderful. Um, you know, but he is positive that our internet signal will be better once we get into the new place because it's literally a jump's throw away. Yeah, it's right next there. Cool. All right. So from Sean, do you think fairies only come in at certain times of the year? That was a good question. I mean, we saw if that translucent ball of light uh, you know, was a fairy. I mean, we saw that during, it was 30 degree weather. Um, when we saw the twinkles, it was a little bit warmer. But we've seen twinkles in the cold weather too. So I don't know. I don't, I don't think necessarily the weather matters so much. Yeah, like I said, it's been all times throughout the year. Yeah. And during the day, at night, that doesn't seem to matter. Um, yeah, I mean, right now you're you're talking about seeing this. I mean, it's well, it been 95 degrees out there. so Yeah, and it was at night, you know. I mean, um, they're a little harder to see, mm -hmm. you know, outside during the day. And then, of course, I'm not really paying attention to them. You know, because it's daytime, busy. You know, at night, you know, um, full. Do moon phases make a difference? I've never really thought about it. Maybe coming on Thursday, and I'm going to find out. There you go. So, Give it a whirl. See what you can figure yeah. out. So there's been some um, different questions here about difference between fairies and will o' wisps and sprites, and I think there was another reference to it, um, a, a, a type of. Um, entity in here so yeah sprites fairies shadows will-o'-wisps yeah so um yeah i mean you're, you're talking more about the lore there and what different people have seen started describing and so that kind of you know again brings you more into you know this type of a thing where they're trying to classify different types of fairy folk, fey folk, um, you know, and that's where I was talking about earlier where I have a little bit of a hard time with that. Um, shadows, no, shadows are not fairies. Um, supernatural entities, yes. So, 
and even like I said in the shadow person book that I'm I'm putting together right now I'm having a hard time with this because it's like wow okay I'm classifying all of this stuff it's like you know there we go as humans again trying to classify things when we really don't fully understand it and so I think the same is true with the fairies the problem the, the thing that's different with the fairies is that it's become more myth in lore and legend and so you have all of these different things that have piled up over the years that that are human traits put onto these different things that makes it a little bit easier to classify them where i think with shadows we don't necessarily have a, a lot of those human traits associated with these things so um makes it a little bit more difficult to classify those um I mean, you look through stuff like this. Yeah, so you got brownies and you got, um, you know, changelings. Like I said, mermaids are in there. Um, you know, they, they they do try to throw uh, fairies in there with elementals, which I guess is where they throw the mermaid in there. They're saying that the mermaid is an elemental. So it's, uh, again, I have a hard time with it because, you know, they're defining a social structure within... A fairy realm that we don't even we aren't even quite sure exists um yeah so you so you could look all that up as far as what as far as what the legends you know parry everything out as you know you can i mean google has this plethora of knowledge you know yeah and um <laughs> I mean, there's all of these. Well, if if you want to be able to see, you know, the Fae, then, you know, try this, try that, offer them this, offer them that. You know, there's all these, you know, different things, you know, to try. And then, oh, don't ever do this. Don't ever say that, you know, because that'll, you know, piss them off. Don't, don't have fennel on you. Fairies hate fennel. I mean, I don't know how true any of this stuff is. You know, um, just there's all kinds of, you know, stuff out there if you research it. Um, I don't know what they like or don't like, you know. I mean, I think, you know, one of the things I read was, you know, fairies are attracted to pretty or shiny things, you know, or, you know, so, you know, leave them, leave them a crystal, you know, leave them a, you know, a something, a bubble of some kind, you know. And uh, my advice, you know, if you're just like with the paranormal, with, with spirits, with, you know, whatever. If you want to experience something and you have to block out and just open up, you know, to it. You know, you have to make yourself open or your brain's just going to filter it out. And so if you go into it with that mindset, you know, um, and and just be open, you know, you, you may experience something that way. I mean... I don't ever go out looking for them. I they they just happen. You know, at this so, point, they just happen. Yeah, so per fungi fungi, I thought fairy was catch-all name for sprites, leprechauns, pixies, etc. I mean, I guess you know, I mean that could be one way to, to look at it. Is you know, is it like saying, well, you know, bird is a catch-all for sparrow and robin and crow and stuff like that and they, the category is fey yeah the category is fey um but interesting throwing in leprechaun leprechaun as a 
fairy. Oh, see, I've never, I, I don't buy that one. That's like, to me, that's almost the same as saying a mermaid is a fairy. Uh, I don't buy that one either. In fact, I think a leprechaun, I'm going to throw this one out there. <clears throat> so I've always thought a leprechaun was a misinterpretation of an actual humanoid being. Like, like a real, I don't want to say human, I will say humanoid being, like related to us, but, you know, thousands and thousands of years ago. Like we have all these different types of uh, other humanoids, not homo sapiens, that were around for a long time and went extinct. And I think leprechauns were small people that were around um, that part of the world, around Ireland, for a long, long time, eventually went extinct. And because of their differences from, you know, taller other humans, stories and legends were created about them. And I've actually related them in the past. I've never, I don't think I've ever talked about it here on the Hunter Road Media channel, but I've always related them to, like, the quote-unquote hobbit people of the island of Flores. You know, they... Um, they existed many, many years ago, but they actually had um, their time crossed with the Homo sapien time. And so, you know, there's some, you know, myth and lore and legends about those small people on that particular island that have infiltrated into the culture there. And I think that's what happened with leprechauns. So I don't believe leprechauns as... You know, you know, the pot of gold and the rainbow and all that stuff actually existed, but I think they existed as small people there uh, in Ireland. So, that's that's what I think of that. <laughs> um, so, okay, Sean Gilmore uh, clarifying his question. My question was, are they same type of paranormal activity, not are they the same? So, um, he's talking that it's shadow and fairy they're supernatural entities you know um different types of supernatural entities so the same in that regard as far as they are supernatural but very different i mean you could even say that one is light and one is dark and I did see a question in there about our our fairies um, evil, and I'll say that's almost the same as you know any of these other um, any of these other you know paranormal entities that we deal with and talk about. Where you're going to have some that are evil, and you're going to have some that are good. You know, just like with anything else. So, um, you know, I've I've talked about. I keep going back to shadow people just because it's you know a topic that I'm familiar with and it's also supernatural um, but you know a lot of people try to say well you know shadow people are evil and it's like no some are so some are bad yeah um, but you know there's been ones that I've scared you know there's ones that just seem curious you know so I think the same with you know fairies that you know, you're going to have ones that are mischievous and uh, nefarious and bad and evil. And you're going to have others that are good and want to be helpful. So, um, so similar in that regard is that, you know, they have the characteristics as 
you know, most any other, I mean, even, you know, humans, you know, there's good, bad, and evil, and, you know, fantastic of us. <laughs> um, so, I mean, they're, they're supernatural entities. That's what it comes down to. They're, they're on a different... They're on a different plane of existence than us, but sometimes we cross those planes of existence. And and who knows? Our, our, I guess, you know, our shadow people on the same plane of existence as fairies, do they see each other at all? I have no idea. Um, Betty says, once you see them, you'll see them again. So that'll be interesting. You've been seeing these twinkles again. Yeah, I. If I'm paying attention, you know, I see them, um, especially at night. Uh, I I know that I've seen them in this place. I've seen them where I live. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I kind of try to blow it off a little bit because I don't want any paranormal activity in my house. I don't want any kind of activity whatsoever in my house. You know, you think that you'd want that? That'd be cool. If I not around my kids, right? I, I don't. Uh, um, and they've been around enough, you know, because of me. <laughs> um, whether you know, before I really, you know, learned the things that I know today um, about how to, you know, somewhat protect, you know, guard, shield, you know, whatever. Um, you know, I don't intentionally expose them to it. You know, that should be their choice if they want to be exposed to it or not I feel so um, if they're okay with it fine if they're not fine you know if they have questions I'm going to answer them um, right. but I have seen some some of the twinkles in here I've seen them down lower I've seen them up high um, I've seen I actually saw one um, reflecting I have this arm, this chest this big bookcase looking thing and it's got <laughs> reflective you know glass and I saw one in the glass um, like reflecting so yeah. it would have come from across the room you know a reflection but I didn't see anything across the room so you know which I found interesting do they have a reflection <laughs> obviously they do you know um, didn't do it again so I could test the theory of course can't look in two places at the same time so that would be you know why but get a 360 um, cam <laughs> yeah that's true but um you know, does music attract them? You know, I don't know. Does, I mean, I have no idea. I, I've seen, you know, red balls of light. Um, I've seen, you know, do they come in other colors? You know, and then how do you know if that's, you know, of the fae, you know? Yeah, and uh, do the different colors mean different things? Yeah, I mean. Yeah, because talking with, uh, when I was on uh, Gina's show, was that last week? She was talking about seeing a blue ball of light on there. So you've seen red, she's seen blue. We have seen yellow. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So um, I... But speaking of uh, music, since you brought that up, this is how far behind we are in the questions right now. So Bree um, had heard a ringing sound on the uh, audio clip that we played. She said it sounded like a Tibetan singing bowl. So I don't recall hearing anything like that when I heard it. I mean, I've listened to that clip, I don't know how many times, you know, because we were looking specifically for voices within there, uh, besides our own, anything that could be what was flying around communicating with us, but apparently uh, Bree heard something. 
that's interesting because yeah. you know like i said and it's hard to because they don't come out or they don't seem to come out on demand um you know so how do you know to like really focus to listen knowing that it's going to pop up again when you don't know if it's going to pop up again you know and I will, I will honestly say that I've never heard anything, and up until just the other day, the other night, I had never really felt anything either. You know, I would feel energy, but there's a lot of other stuff going on too, and so I just attributed it to, you know, the energy that's just always around. I didn't, couldn't pinpoint, you know, that it was because of, you know, the twinkles that I was seeing around. You know, I couldn't pinpoint, oh yeah, that's causing that, but the other night... Um, to where I had the little bit of a, you know, heads up, and then I saw it. Um, it felt just like any other energy. You know, it didn't really feel. Um, it felt a tiny bit different than. Um, in the spots that I, you know, feel it before something happens, like at Mineral Springs or at any other place, you know, where I kind of get the, you know, tingling like you know, in the back of my neck, or sometimes I get it, you know, on my hands or whatever. Uh, um, you know, um, it was a little different. Uh, this time I... Uh, theory yes. Rosary down in Periscope saying, my relatives have heard music but didn't say anything of the balls of light. It's like music that can't or hasn't been found made by people we live with today. So it's a different type of music, apparently. It's interesting. I mean, we're open to pretty much anything when it comes to this because it's such a mystery. Yeah. You know, not wanting to, you know, yeah, you read the lore, you read the stories, you read, you know, you read everything. You know, you don't leave anything out, but you don't believe everything that you read. You know, not you shouldn't do that anyway. <laughs> um, you know, unless you can't always believe everything you read and you can't always believe everything that you hear. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, and I... Yeah, we Can reserve I, the right to change our minds on all of this. You know, it's all open to interpretation, right? Right. You can't just be like, oh, that person said that's, you know, what this is, so that's what it is. You cannot do that. Not everybody that you think is right is right. Yeah. And for the reasons that they want to be right. You know, I that, that could be a whole other show right there. And we probably already covered that before, and I'm not going to do it now, but I'm just saying, you know explore all of your options when you're researching the supernatural because um, I like to know a little bit about everything whenever I'm researching. So I will take other stories, other accounts into consideration and then I go with my gut. You know, but when it comes to lore and stuff like that you know, it's uh, all it's interesting. It's interesting. It's interesting. You know, a lot of it you know, kind of like the operator game you know, over time, over the years, you know, things got piled on, piled on, piled on. I think there's a grain of truth within it somewhere. Like I said, with the Leprechaun legend, you know, going back to that real quick, you know, I think that, you know, all these different stories about them were piled on top of them, but they were a real type of person a uh, long, long time ago. Um, something interesting from Bree here, she's saying drums might attract fairies with the vibrations um, and then said the ringing sounded uh, like built up slowly and then almost sounded like an audio dub. Um, but as far as like the vibration, see, now this that's kind of interesting about um, sound music. 
the vibrations of that because um, I think there has been a lost art to using sound and using music uh, in our daily lives and being able to do different things you know there are some theories out there about some of these different like megalithic locations like you know like the pyramids like Baalbek you know, you know all these places that have these huge stones that you're know, like how in the world could anybody have ever lifted that where um, even the dude that built uh, Coral Castle in Florida you know um, people you know have theorized that there was a way to use sound that we have lost in the vibrations from that sound in order to use that vibration or to move these things that we as humans you know, even with our technology today can't move these things um i bring up the guy with uh from coral castle because there were some um i guess kids that had spotted him one night you know working with the stones to move them and they're saying he wasn't lifting them he was using what looked like ice cream cones <laughs> to, to move it and, and manipulate and that he was humming that he was actually um you know humming and singing and like that so something between um you know the the uh, vibration coming from his voice from his singing and whatever the the stones were in his hand that he was using that looked like ice cream cones um, to be able to move these other big stones. I think it's just a total lost art and technology, um, but uses that that vibration. So uh, there, there could certainly be something there, Brie. Yeah, I believe that, especially, um, you know, maybe they're attracted to, you know, like the but like the bowls or the maybe like the yeah. tinkling of you know, chimes or... Um, you know, water. <laughs> I mean, just, you know, I, when I say music, I don't mean like, you know, radio music. You know, I mean, or if, if you play music at all, you know, maybe something older, you know, um, maybe some Irish music, you know, something, some, something different than, you know, music that we play as humans every day. Um, Music is universal, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, so. absolutely. Um, Sean Gilmore made this guy. I remember someone once told me that when you're walking through the woods and you feel a cobweb on your face, it's the fairy saying hi. <laughs> uh, <laughs> then the fairies are at a lot of uh, locations that we investigate, apparently, because I get that cobwebby feel in my face a lot when we investigate. So that's funny. Um, all right. Well, it has been past an hour here hour and 10 minutes and we already ran late with andrea's show earlier so um yeah uh, like x group home kids talking about sonic weapons and uh kathy siliento what about mysterious musical stones of ringing rocks park uh yeah all that i mean there's definitely something to be said for the sound and music and vibration and um and how you know that interacts with everything in our world so um so, all right, let's go ahead and um, let's close it out, do some shout-outs and all that great stuff. So, um, you know, I want to thank those down in um, in Periscope. So, uh, Theory Rosary is, is down there right now. Uh, I know there's some others that were down there earlier. Um, so, thank all of you guys down there. Um, 
let's see we're not i guess we don't stream the second show to be on the light network <laughs> only the first one so uh bd flint ten dollar super chat says time for bed great show as usual well, thank you very much bd we really do appreciate that um all right so donna gorton has been cheshire cat chatting the chat thank you very much donna for taking care of all that and shooting all of the uh questions our way i know there's a lot really appreciate that and there's tom mcnicholas coming in right at the end hey tom ten dollar super chat says miss you guys so all right tom (laughs) appreciate that all right, so uh, Diane Hilbert, thanks for joining us tonight. Really do appreciate it. I know it is uh, after midnight in the East. Uh, Kathy Siliento, thank you as well. Andrew Cox, thank you very much. Um, let's see, Grizz, hey, there's Grizz. So, okay, all right, deep down the uh, rabbit hole, Patreon patrons, let's get to you guys here uh, real quick. So there's Tom McNicholas, there's Grizz, there's B3 Airspace, there's Zippy Davis, there's BD Flint, there's Pamela Queen, and there is Don Francisco. Thank you guys very much for being uh, deep down the rabbit hole. Patreon patrons, appreciate all that. Um, Bree Jones, thank you very much. Uh, Jill, thank you uh, for sticking around for both shows. We do go a little bit late here. There's B3 Airspace. Uh, Pamela Rainey, thank you very much. Betty Lange, hey, thanks for hanging out tonight. Um, there is there's Zippy and Sean Gilmore. Thank you very much. Um, Chipper Terry, thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, Paranormal Fan 11, thank you very much. Greg Renkin, thanks for hanging out with both shows. Uh, Trisha Egley, thanks again. Um, you hung out for both as well. I like how a lot of you have stick around for both. Um, it's a it's a good group. Tim, thank you very much. Um, see, there's Bree Jones. I think I mentioned Bree earlier. Uh, X Group Home Kid, thank you very much. And is Pungai Fungi around here? Pungai Fungi hang out the whole time? I don't know, because you know I like saying the name. Um, all right, anybody else? I'll go ahead and scroll back down. And if we miss you again, uh, apologize because... Um, my sister and Kaylee were watching. Yes, yes, Sherry and Kaylee were watching earlier. So, and my friend Cameron that I work with was going to try to make it. I don't know if she did or not, but I'll say hello to her just in case. Cool. Yep. There's Pungai Fungi. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and Lenora Moreno. Thank you, Lenora. All right. So we'll go ahead and wrap all of this up. So cool. All right. And. Um, yeah, Sean Gilmore, no sleep. Uh, da till Haunted Road Media, da-da, yep. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I guess uh, we'll throw that out there. So, um, Sean Gilmore is going to be uh, part of the crew at the Old Licking County Jail on Saturday night. We're going to be down there investigating. It was supposed to be an event with an investigation. The event part of it fell through. I don't know all the details. So. Part of the organize, part of the people that are organizing it, just kind of like bailed out. Haven't I don't know whatever. I, I don't even want to try to, to get into what in the heck was going on there. Paranormal drama. I have no idea. The other half is still putting it on. We need it, and I'm spilling stuff. <laughs> We've got. Um, uh, so the event event part of it is out, but. There's still an investigation going on. Sean's going to be there. Ohio Paranormal Syndicate. Uh, John Ward and his crew are going to be there. 
and uh, I'm still there. So uh, that is going to be a uh, great investigation. I've never done Old Licking County Jail. Sean has. Uh, EVP has a uh, has a video out on that here on YouTube, and uh, we are going to go live from there. At least attempt it because you know we know how sometimes these things don't work. So Saturday night, um, we're supposed to start investigating about eight who knows if we do a walkthrough or something like that so expect like 8 30 9 o'clock um that we should go live for that so stay tuned for that all right um there it is uh the haglin hey there's the haglin get your shout out right in there cool okay anything else my love not that i can think of all right so again if you're new to the channel please go ahead and subscribe click the little bell icon for notifications and uh, we will see all of you for Friday Night Ghost Rights and Saturday for the investigation. You have a great night. Till next time.